We're gonna be alright on a long, long road. Where we'll end up, I can't say I don't know. The light will shine bright and we'll know which way to go. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year again. Uh, welcome to Monday mornings at the Linden Lounge. Yes, of course, I am doing this again. Not on Monday mornings. Uh, it seems to be the way I live my life. So it's Wednesday morning. Happy hump day, everybody. And thank you for tuning in to Monday mornings. Um, what a year it's been. I want to thank everybody for last week. We had almost 700 people tune in. Almost 700 people. I think it's because of Michaela. So we brought her back. Michaela Mercer in the house. Michaela, say hi to everybody. Hello, guys. Um, so we're going to try to get her mic'd up today, too. And we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Um, and I want to thank everybody for all of the love, for the heart attack stuff. I feel fantastic. Down 18 pounds, um, started rehab, and uh, I feel amazing and uh, humbled, overwhelmed by your love. I had over two, I had over 2,000 people send me private messages, um, texts, and emails, and I it took me two weeks to get um, caught up. So I love you guys so much. It's we're just family. I said this all the time. We're just family. So Monday morning. At the Linden Lounge, Monday mornings, I want to talk about something that's been on my mind for a very long time. Uh, it irritates me, um, and I used to do it. How many of you know uh, about vague posting on social media? Anybody that vague posts, have you ever had that friend? And I'm guilty of this. I thought I was so cute uh, being a vague post guy um, where I would just type in something that maybe two people knew about, and then no one would understand what I'm doing. And I would laugh and people wouldn't understand. And I still, it still happens sometimes. Uh, Malin's site, you don't know about Sir Stroming, so I will send you a link. She doesn't understand what stinky, rotten Swedish fish is, but I will send you a video link and then you'll know everything. So vague posting, people just put this on there all the time. Um, it's frustrating and irritating. By the way, uh, I know you on Instagram could see her. On Facebook, you can't see her, but Michaela brought her roommate and one of my employees, Taylor Gagan. Taylor's in the house. Um, yeah, you have to lean over there so people can see you. Taylor uh, works for me and with me on events. She's done my NASCAR. She's done JW Kaiser. I know you're watching. JW, you recognize Taylor. She's done some of your MMA fights. Um, and she's helped out with that. She's amazing at events. And I don't know why, but she wanted to get up this morning and come in and see what Michaela did. I think she wants to take Michaela's place uh, <laughs> here, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, hey, Taylor, thanks for coming out. So vague posting. As I started thinking about vague posting, I started <clears throat> thinking about our lives in general and New Year's resolutions. And you know how much we vague, we vague post even New Year's resolutions. Uh, this is the time when we start putting our resolutions out, and my resolutions are really simple. They're going to come out later today. I always do three resolutions every single um, year, and they're attainable. They're, they're attainable goals, but I try to be very specific. No vague posting on this. You know, I've, um, I've taken a KU Jayhawk jersey and I've burned it in my fire pit. That was a New Year's resolution. I resolved to like all of my posts, and that was three years ago, and I still do that. That was a resolution. Um, last year, I wanted to go to church with a whole bunch of different people on Facebook and Instagram. Well, COVID hit, so I'm still waiting on that one. Um, got to spend a whole day with Julian Dillard, my agnostic friend, even though, you know, a Jesus lover and agnostic can still be best friends and hang out. 
I did get that one. So I'm getting ready to post my New Year's resolutions. But I realize we vague post even our resolutions. Well, I kind of want to lose weight. Uh, I kind of want this. Well, I would like peace. I would like more peace in my life. I would like we just kind of go along and vague post what we want. And I realize it's not just New Year's resolutions, not, not on social media. We do this. We do this in our prayer life. We do this in our regular life. When I ask someone what they want or what they want to be or where they see themselves in five years, they don't really know. Uh, a job, a good job, they're not specific. It's very, very, very vague. And it made me think more deeply about this topic. Uh, last week, a very good friend of mine, Bob Huffman, um, asked me, where do I see myself? I can't do events now. What am I going to do in 2021? He said, do I have a plan? And you know what? I didn't have a plan. I was vague. I go, well, I'm working on some stuff or whatever. But the fact of the matter is we need to be very specific in our intentions. We need to be very, very direct and specific in what we want, what we're going to do. I mean, I asked my dancers how, um, Taylor, I asked uh, Michaela this last week, but I was born. I feel like God created me to bring people together. God created me to make events and have events, whether it's sporting events or weddings or festivals or fundraisers. And I wasn't able to do it for the most part in 2020. I had 66 events um, last year, 66. And I normally have 260 to 275 events per year. How do you do this? If you're a dancer and you love to dance, and Taylor, I saw some of your new pics. They're spectacular. Thank you. Um, what do you do? When you feel like you were born, God created you with a gift and you were born to dance in front of people. Now you can't. I saw that commercial. I don't know if the two of you saw that TV commercial about the little girl and she won the uh, lead, the Prima lead, and then her uh, show was canceled. So she did it on a rooftop like in New York City and they oh, shine flashlights. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw the commercial. I saw but that one. Yeah. It's cute. That's cute. So, um, yeah, my friend Bob Huffman, who is a, a mentor of mine and one of my heroes, asked me, what are you going to do, Rich? I don't know. I don't know. And I was vague about it. And it irritated me. So it made me realize um, what most of us do in our lives and how to be very specific. And even in our prayers, I had a lot of people praying for me. I had a lot of people talking to me in my um, heart attack, heart issues, hospitalization, COVID, all of that stuff. But how many times have you seen someone, or even Michaela or Taylor, someone says, oh my gosh, you're going through a hard time, your dog died, or your parents are sick, or you just, or you flunked a test, or whatever, and they're like, prayers. Yep. Do they really pray for you? They're I don't, not. I don't think so. Everyone's like, oh my God, I'm going to pray for you. Do you really? So I've intentionally not told people I'm going to pray for them, unless I absolutely do. And getting back to my church and our pastor, Pastor Tim, really talked about um, intentional prayers, being very intentional. No vague posting, no vague posting your life or on social media, but even in our prayers, even when we pray for someone, we kind of just vague prayer. And I think it's because two things. You're either scared uh, or you're hedging your bets. So we kind of just pray for overall health. Or when we say grace at Thanksgiving or Christmas, you kind of sort of lift it up to the Lord and you kind of give thanks and you hope that God looks out for the family or just gives you good health. But when you're reading the Bible last week, when Huffman called me out, I went to the Bible and um, it's in Matthew 
I think it's in twentieth chapter of Matthew. It's also it's also in Mark chapter ten, Luke chapter eighteen. In the Gospels, they talk about um, a couple of blind guys, two blind guys um, that were sitting under a tree, and Jesus came by. He had just uh, talked to the masses. He had just told people for the third time, "Hey, man, I'm going to die. I'm going to get crushed." He tried to tell everyone. There are massive amounts of people, huge crowds. He's like rock star status now. He's getting ready to enter into Jerusalem in his final days. But he's walking down the road out of Jericho, and there's two guys, and they're blind. And they're on the side of the road, and they hear thousands of people coming by. And this is my obviously biblical interpretation. But he uh, is walking with this throng of people, and these two blind guys, they... I don't know why I'm looking around. They can't see, but they're looking around <laughs> trying to see, and they're blind. But they say, what's going on, man? What's the, what's the commotion? And someone said, hey, man, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. He heals people, Jesus of Nazareth. And they cried out. They're like, who has the biggest voice? Who's the biggest loud mouth? Riches. And they cried out. Um, they said, son of David. They said, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on us. And this is what struck me the hardest. And this is why I wanted to talk about how much we vague post and vague pray, and vague uh, resolve, uh, Jesus stopped. He heard, and all of these people walking down the road, he heard these guys, and he heard this guy said, have mercy on us, and he stopped. And the gospels say he came, and he turned to them, and he said, tell me exactly what you want. They're like, dude, we said have mercy on us, right? It's so many times we pray, Lord, just look out for us. Lord, just kind of watch out for us. But Jesus wants more. He wants to know exactly what your heart wants. He wants to know what you desire. And he wants you to say it. Do you have the courage to say it? Do you have the guts to say it? Do you have the conviction to not hedge your bets? Just in case the prayers don't come true, how are you going to do this? And he said, tell me exactly what you want. What do you want? I don't care about the mercy part or love. I already love you. I already have mercy on you. What do you want? And they had the courage to say, um, heal us. We want to be able to see. And you know, it says in all three gospels that Jesus had compassion on them and he healed them. And these blind men could see immediately because he wanted to hear exactly what was on their hearts and exactly what they wanted. And I had this through COVID. I had a meltdown. I acted like a six-year-old, poor Kathleen, I can hear her in, in the kitchen right now making some uh, more coffee so she can make it through hanging out with me. But she's had to deal with me going through all kinds of emotions. I felt sorry for myself. I didn't know. But I really started praying with intention, divine appointment, with purpose and clarity. What exactly do I want? And one day, this is like in April. So this is early on in COVID. Um, I'm up in my attic. So I we have an attic where we store Christmas decorations and some junk that no one cares about, stuff that Kathleen won't let me throw away, but we don't look at it anymore, so we just keep it up there, so we still have it, but no one sees it. And I started praying. Um, one thing that you all don't know, except maybe some of my closest friends, uh, well, a lot of you know I have a daughter, um, my only biological child, and she was born premature. She was born at 27 weeks. She was uh, two pounds, one ounce. She was a tiny little, she looked, wow. yeah, she looked like a little frog. Um, she's gorgeous. Uh, my ex-wife, African-American, so she's biracial. She's got the beautiful skin. She's got the beautiful hair, but she's born super preemie, and she was um, 
born with cerebral palsy and she was um, quadriplegic. So she is spastic, uh, quadriplegic, cerebral palsy. Um, she can't use her arms or hands much. Someone has to feed her. Someone has to take her to the toilet. Um, someone has to push her around. She has an electric wheelchair, but she's mediocre with it. Um, and I love her. And I had I ended up with custody. And I raised her my whole life. But things uh, got strained. Things became different, difficult. It's always been difficult. And this is the part I didn't tell many people. Um, she decided she didn't want anything to do with us or our life. And she left three and a half years ago. And she lives in a home. She's got, she lives in her own uh, house, duplex. And she has two roommates. And man, uh, it came down to the fact that she was an adult. She turned 21. And I helped her become her own guardian and get her own legal rights to her life. Mm -hmm. And then she cut me out. And I had no way. I couldn't talk to her doctors. I couldn't talk to her surgeons. I couldn't call the house. She changed her phone number. And I don't tell many people because I don't like to talk about tragedy, but it ripped my guts out because this is my baby girl. So the love of my life. And uh, so it was just too painful. And it was too painful to explain to people, you know. Um, people want to know your life, but they don't really. And so I, ha I, I haven't seen her um, for three and a half years. Haven't even heard her voice. Don't even know what she's doing or what she's up to. So in April... Um, it's just crushed me. It's crushed me. It's hurt our family. Kathleen knows that I'm super hurt by it. I miss this little girl, her laughter. She loves Glee. She loves to sing. She loves musicals. We would always watch the Academy Awards together and we would pour sparkling um, fruit juice and we'd eat strawberries and chocolates. And I haven't had that for four years, basically. So in April, I'm up in my attic um, straightening out things because... Apparently, my wife went up there one day and realized that the attic was a mess and it was too dangerous, even though she's never been up there in 15 years. So I had to add additional space to the attic, and I'm reorganizing things, and I start thinking about vague prayers and praying with divine appointment and praying specifically with clarity and purpose, and I started thinking about Haley, how much I miss her so much in my life. So I'm praying about this, and it was... Ladies, this will sound goofy, but this like Holy Ghost moment. Um, I felt God specifically, just like Jesus did to the blind man, said, what do you want? I want to hear what you want. I want to specifically hear that you want Haley back. I need to hear it. Because before then, I just kind of, we just vague prayer it up, you know. Just kind of throw a little vague prayer up to God. And I'm in the attic, and God said, I want to really, oh, that's funny. Haley's calling me right now. She's calling me in the middle of my. Oh. <laughs> Great timing. <laughs> Great timing, hey. Um, so I, dude, hold on, guys. There we go. So this is what happened. Um, God says, I want to hear you say it. And you know what? I couldn't. I couldn't say it. I realized I didn't want to see my daughter. I literally couldn't say the words. Um, man. 
it sucked. I started crying. I just sat down in the attic and I cried. When I realized I don't want to see her anymore. Um, she was a burden. She brought a lot of drama. She hurt this family a lot and it crushed me. Um, that's not the story people like to hear, but it made me open my heart up to realize I wasn't ready for her to come back to our life. Um, she brings a lot of emotional stuff, a lot of emotional baggage, besides just the physical handicap and care, um, which was a lot, but no big deal. Um, but that day I realized I didn't want her in my life. And so um, I literally couldn't say those words. And that hurt, man. It sucked. Uh, but it did open me up to realizing I need to do some prayer and some work on Haley and my own life. Um, so I started, and I just started praying about it all through COVID, through the summer, through the fall, and knowing when it was time. And the clear, the clear picture was uh, when I'm ready, when the time is right, she'll be back. And guess what? She called me on Christmas morning. And I don't know if she found out about my heart attack. I don't know what happened. But she's on the verge of tears. And I'm going to get to see her next week. And there will be some tears. There will be some healing. Um, but it's amazing when you start deciding precisely and exactly what you want to do. Um, and asking God. And for Julian Dillard, my agnostic friend and all my other agnostic friends, uh, that don't believe in God. Same thing. If you are, if you're divinely setting your purpose in life, what do you want? I've asked these two before we got on air. What do you want? What do you want in 2021? Do you really want to come back and dance at basketball games again? Do you really want that or not? Um, do you really want to set up your own concert? Do you want an event? I can help make that happen. And as soon as we get off the air, we're going to have that discussion. Maybe we have a private concert. Maybe we limit the amount of people that come. There are venues that can allow that now. But you have to be very specific in what you want in your life. So for me, as a Christian, I pray, I lift it up, and I'm very, very direct in what I want. Doesn't mean I always get it. So Monday, uh, stressing out, we're going 10 months in with no events for the most part, and I am broke. I have blown through all of my savings accounts. I have blown through everything. I am at zero. I have zero. I have nothing left. So I'm driving to my car and I start praying to God, hey, I, I'm like stressed out. How am I going to get these bills paid? And how am I going to get things done? I, I have zero at, with no events in the near future. And I directly said, I want, it was like in It's a Wonderful Life when they're like, I want $17.50. Uh, I directly ask God for an exact amount of money to bail me out of some stuff. And my answer from God was, I got you. And the Lord said, I, I have you. I have this under control. I've taken care of you for the whole entire year. I've opened up new things for you. Um, and I've got this. So you'll have money and your, your bills will be paid. But he didn't tell me how. So I really kind of wanted... Uh, uh, like a divine, I kind of wanted to look over and have like an angel say, hey, bro, here's uh, several thousand dollars. But hey, that, that didn't happen, man. Just like that? Just hey, like bro. that. Just like hey, that. That's what I expect, oh, Michaela. Yeah. yeah, that's what I expect. <laughs> but, it, but it didn't happen, man. God was like, I have you. Lean on me. I'm not going to tell you how. 
You just have to keep believing. And that was terrible too, but um, direct praying, man, exactly what I want and, and knowing that it's going to happen. So for all of you, you set down your New Year's resolutions. Mine are coming out today. Be specific. Be direct. What do you want? What do you need? And man, for Pete's sake, if you're going to tell someone you're going to pray for them when they're going through trouble, don't say it unless you're going to do it. And if you're going to do it, make it count. Um, that's it. This was a quick one. Um, but uh, I'm excited about Haley Bug. But the whole revelation that I didn't want to see her was big. But happy ending. Maybe I'll even have her on, although she talks a lot. So um, I will see you guys next week. Please keep commenting. We'll get this posted this afternoon. Kayla, we got her mic'd up. We'll get her talking. I talk so much that she can't even get a, a word in. And, and maybe Taylor will come back. But you guys are beautiful. You're awesome. Until next time, man. Bye, guys. Out of here. Hey. Right on the long, long road. Where we'll end up, I can't say I know. The light will shine bright and we'll know which way to go. Do, do, do. The sun comes down and we'll feel the shine. I am so lucky I can call you mine. We'll be in this together, I know it'll be alright. Do, 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 do. Yeah, we'll be alright. Do, 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 do.